Hey y'all, welcome to the podcast. I just wanted to hop on here real quick and encourage you to leave me a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this episode on, whether it is Apple, Spotify, Anchor, it all helps. Also feel free to share this podcast with family or friends. This really helps me reach more people and share my love for health, fitness, and nutrition and share this education. I really would appreciate it. And without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Golden memory. Lovely. Lie. So you, you need to singing, watch it. You singing is going to be the introduction. Oh, sweet. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Hello and welcome to this episode of Sierra Talks About Health, sponsored by Over the Garden Wall. I guess it'd be Cartoon Network, sponsored by Cartoon Network, something they would never do. You could get a sponsorship by Liquid Death Mountain Water, though. That would be a very interesting sponsorship. Mm-hmm. You should be sponsored by Liquid Death Mountain Water because of how often I talk about them. Yes. One hundred. <laughs> they don't need me. Uh, they've been very successful in the brief period that they've <laughs> been uh, a brand. Because at first I could only find them at like one uh, mini mart here in town, and now. They're slowly becoming everywhere. Like they're 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 becoming a successful brand. Okay, so we're on. We're live. We are live. Okay. Okay. Welcome to the Reform Nutrition Podcast. I am here with my lovely friend Joe Gray. Hello, hello. And we're here to talk about our um, doing the Tough Mudder event. Our amazing experience. Yes. Training and torturing each other so that we could get destroyed. through a 15K and destroyed by doing things like uh, getting electrocuted. Which we will talk about. Which we later will talk on. about later, later <laughs> on. It's, it's a, it was a much funner experience than I'm making it sound. Yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. Um, so, I guess, first of all, talking about like what is a Tough Mudder. So. Mm-hmm. A Tough Mudder is an obstacle course run, um, spawn, and it's like, Tough Mudder is like the brand. It's the people that do these obstacle course runs, and they have a couple different options that you can do. So it's basically like a Spartan race, but emphasize on mud and dirt and water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like, imagine like running for nine miles, but then there op- there's obstacles about every half a mile to a mile. Depending on the race, like mm-hmm. where you are in the race. Yes. Um, but they also had a 10K, which is about six miles. Mm-hmm. They had a 5K, which is mm-hmm. about three. Mm-hmm. So, and they had a kids, I didn't realize they had a kids obstacle course either. The kids obstacle obstacle course was really cute, but still looked fun and cool. I was like, I could do that and I'd still have a good time. Yeah. yeah. So they, they really had like a lot of options for mm-hmm. a lot of different levels of people and for the elite Mm-hmm. athletes as well yeah we they found had, go ahead. the, the affinity, <laughs> infinity yeah. loop uh apparently like you could pay like it was only an extra something like what 30 bucks mm-hmm. compared to what we paid and then you could just do it all day yeah and eight hours yeah eight hours eight hours to get as many laps of the 15k done as possible in my hard hearts that's like that's what i want to do next year you're, you're insane that that is insane thank you thank you <laughs> That's, that's what I like to hear. Like, we did, so we did the 15K, so nine miles, mm-hmm. 30 obstacles. That was good enough for me. 
Like, I was satisfied with that. I... You, on the other hand, <laughs> we finish, and this guy's like, let's do the 5K. 5K? 5K? Come on. Somebody do it with me. I was... <laughs> no I... one was like, yeah, let's do no, it. No one else wants. wanted that. <laughs> <laughs> I think part of what happened was since we were ending with uh, the uh, electroshock therapy oh. obstacle uh, and getting electroshocks, that put me in, like, last good, great shot of adrenaline. And, like, until you start slowing down, your body doesn't start feeling it yet. So I was, yeah, I was ready to do another 5K. I would have gladly done it. Yeah. Especially after doing 15K, 5K is going to feel like cake. Yeah. It, I was really surprised doing it how easily... We were able to get through nine miles, like mm -hmm. just straight running nine miles in training was just definitely an obstacle awful. on its own. Yeah, it was terrible. Mm -hmm. uh, but then actually in the event, you're like, man, this isn't actually like that bad. Mm -hmm. It was great. They they did set us up for successful success, though, like when we were going through uh, the obstacle course, a lot of it um, was through this forest and as you're kind of going through it, like you get lots of twists and turns and that really helps you mentally because when you can't see whatever the end is and you're not like in this endless trail, like running straight with nothing around you for miles is super hard. Mm -hmm. Running in curves uh, for miles and miles and miles uh, is actually a little easier yeah. just mentally. Well, and too, like... The trail that they had, like, it was literally, like, a mountain forest trail yeah, that beautiful. you were running. So, for, it was, like, yeah, it was, like, three miles mm -hmm. worth of literally doing, like, a trail run in the forest. So, that was beautiful yeah. as well. So, it was very enjoyable. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah. So, um, let's go over why we individually chose <laughs> to do this. So... Uh, well, we can have me go first, and I'd have a very short answer, or we could have you go first and get a much more interesting answer. What would you like? Okay, let me let me answer first, because okay. I had already decided to do this, and then you jumped on after. Mm -hmm. So I finished doing my bodybuilding show, which was like um, a year and a half worth of like preparation and training. Mm -hmm. um, I had been attempting to do the Seattle to Portland bike ride for the last couple of years. It had been canceled due to COVID, so we just did other biking trips, and I decided I wanted to do something different than miles and miles of biking. So I was gonna do running, but I didn't wanna do like a marathon or like a half marathon. <laughs> and I figured obstacles in running would be good. And Tough Mudder was the only obstacle course run that I had heard of. So I was like, yeah, let's do that. And let's do like the hardest one they have so that we actually have to train for it and get better at it so essentially that is what i decided to do and my dad was supposed to do it with me which he didn't end up running it because of an injury and then you on the other hand mm -hmm. well sierra as i think you'd remember we were working out one day and you started talking about how you wanted to do this this was going to be your next goal uh, and as your gym buddy, I was like, well, I would want to do that with you. I would want to support you. Uh, it also would make, like, training easier because then we're training for the same thing. Um, but you definitely could have I, I, uh, sold it to me with a little more detail, <laughs> at least at first. Uh, like, 
This, this, this girl comes up else. to me and she's just like, hey, I think I'm going to do this, like, I, I, I think you said it was like a marathon or a 15K and I, and I was like, oh, okay. And then you told me, it was like, and it's going to have a couple obstacles in it. And I'm picturing like two or three obstacles and like a little pit of mud, swinging over a rope, stuff that like, like cheap stuff, like not super fancy. Um... And that is not what the Tough Mudder is at all. Um, the Tough Mudder, like, it's the 30 obstacles, and, like, these are big deal obstacles. So, like, we had that rope ladder. It's two stories tall, which does not sound like maybe that much to some people, but, like, when you are two stories high, it feels very high, I promise. I almost want to say it was even higher than that, mm -hmm. too. And just it, another thing for me, because we've both done, like, rock climbing and stuff, you're mm -hmm. not tied in to anything and yeah. I think for me mentally that was the more challenging thing to get up over is like if I fall there's like nothing to catch me yeah I definitely probably would have been faster if I had been tied in and that's why I like definitely really took my time with mm -hmm. that yeah mm -hmm. no kidding or like just you know <clears throat> crawling through electroshock wires yeah yeah okay not something I was into so so this is what happened to us a lot when it came to telling other people what we were going to do and, like, what the obstacles were. Um, mm -hmm. My family were like, you are insane. Because mm -hmm. I ended up telling them. So there were two electrified obstacles. One where it was, like, a army crawl through water mm -hmm. with electrified wire hanging down. And because you're in the water getting electrified, it amplifies the electricity, like, the feeling of being ele mm -hmm. <laughs> electrocuted. Which is maybe a little dramatic. But... It just, everyone was like, that seems dangerous. <laughs> why? <laughs> and they're like, and you paid to do this? <laughs> like, why did you want to do that? And you were freaking out over the, uh, I the was, gas chamber I was freaking one. out over the gas chamber. Yes, there was a, do you wanna... called, I think it's called the tearjerker and... Crybaby. Crybaby, yes. It was called the crybaby. And that was the one that I was like fully anticipating skipping. Because they were saying it was a mild tear gas. And to kind of give you an idea of my character, the reason I didn't want to do it was because it sounded like it wasn't going to be hardcore enough. I wanted to get like the full tear gas experience, like let me know what it's going to be like to be in a riot so I can deal with this in an unsafe environment <laughs> later. But right now, since it's a tough motor, it would be a safe environment. And oh yeah, gosh. did not... Uh, really, well, it was just menthol gas. I was gonna after say, we got it there. turned out it was yeah, it was just menthol. Yeah, so, clear, clear our sinuses out super well. Yeah, so Great you experience. get out of it and you're like, oh my gosh, I can breathe so <laughs> well. It like yeah, no adverse effects whatsoever. But yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Um. So I want to talk about like the other obstacles in the actual event. Too, okay. But first, let's go over. So the training that we did for this was a lot different than what we had done previously for the bodybuilding show. So, mm -hmm. just so everyone's on the same page, Joe actually did the training, the bodybuilding training with me. Mm -hmm. He just didn't compete. <laughs> so, for, for reasons that we will not clarify. All right. All right. So, so, for the, um, so for the obstacle course race, we decided to take a more like muscle endurance phase of training. So our reps were a lot higher. Weight was a lot lower. 
we had one day that was completely dedicated to grip strength, so mm -hmm. hanging off of the bar, hanging off of odd objects. Mm -hmm. So this is training for the tough mudder. Yes, yeah. what well, well, we did for the tough mudder. And it, we did three months of that training. Was, was that, that only three months? I think so. I think that we started Yeah, because we started in like June? in the summer, like June-ish or something. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been like three months. Yeah, so for this one, instead of like a year and a half, it was only three months worth of training. Mm -hmm. And yeah, added obviously like running in. Mm -hmm. Got our cardio added, up real well. Yeah, I was going to say, we added cardio in general. Mm -hmm. um, I did long runs with my dad for most of it, and mm -hmm. then you ran with another friend. Yes. And then, yeah, we had all of our regular training with, a, like, a lot of pull-ups, a lot of push-ups, mm -hmm. ridiculous amounts of core because someone really enjoys core and enjoys torturing me, doing things that I hate. Um, two, two things that I enjoy <laughs> a lot. Ab work and watching you in pain. It's, it's, it's just, it's, <sighs> it's, a, it's a match made in heaven. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Pretty much the extent of training. And we, we had some we hip did. workouts. Yeah, we did HIIT workouts or like CrossFit workouts. Mm -hmm. Did taught this guy how to rope climb for the first time. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I I looked pretty sad my first time doing it, but I caught on quickly, so I was pretty I'm happy say, about that. By the end, you could you could get up and down the rope pretty mm -hmm. pretty well. Mm -hmm. And um, biggest thing that I, that really stood out with me with uh, this training because I was thinking about this earlier was when we first started, we wrote up the program uh, for training for the Tough Mudder. We were both really intimidated. Like, it was a lot of cardio. We, did, we, we were doing pretty much zero cardio prior to this. It was just a bunch of, like, let's be muscly bodybuilders and all that beforehand. And so going into this, we were like, it's going to be so hard. I don't want to. <laughs> um, but that but, was kind of the point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was a great way to stretch ourselves. And what I was really surprised by is, like, Two weeks in, and like on the third week, we were we were fine. Yeah. Like the first two weeks were the hardest, and it still wasn't even that nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. Honestly, like I think for me, the actual like long run days were the hardest, and mm -hmm. not even necessarily the exertion piece. It was like mentally, mm -hmm. it was really challenging because it's like you're going from being able to do like maybe one to three miles mm -hmm. and that's really hard and then being like okay I'm gonna try and do four miles which I've never done before mm -hmm. now I'm gonna do five miles and just continually increasing that and each time just feeling like can I do this can I actually run it it's a huge for me it was a huge mental mind game mm -hmm. of like you can do this you've done this before like, you did five miles last week, you can do six miles, it's only an extra mile. Mm. That was, like, the mind game for the whole run that I would be, that, I, that I'd be in. I can definitely relate to that. Like, my experience <clears throat> with that would be something like, as you're training up for more miles that you're running, it's not that it's, like, this, I can or can't do this. I definitely can, but exerting the willpower can be really tough. Or on the days that we decided to like do 45 minutes of cardio in the gym, like being on a treadmill for 45 minutes. Mm. This might sound strange, but like doing it despite the fact that I would almost feel a little bored, but also exhausted at the same time, like it w was difficult. Oh yeah, training outside versus yeah in the gym is drastically mm -hmm. different. As yeah, far totally as, like, different experiences. Yeah, 
like, it's way <clears throat> more boring being in the gym and just, like... For cardio. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's one thing I really appreciated, too, about the training that we ended up doing. I don't think we even did this on purpose. We did a lot of, like, trail running mm-hmm. type things, and that actually was really helpful when it actually came to doing the Tough Mudder because none of it was on like pavement or flat ground no. it was all uneven very ground uneven yeah i almost rolled my i was gonna say like I, the first five <laughs> minutes yeah that that was a concern <laughs> of like okay let's not um twist any ankles or anything mm-hmm. like yeah that was entertaining mm-hmm. so when it came to the actual event or are we doing day the, of the event, event the event did you have anything else to add before uh before before we move on to the event for training I don't feel like either one of us really did much uh, nutrition-wise either. I think it was more like just like make sure we eat enough. Um, I <clears throat> for I personal. was trying. I'm bad at uh, the diet aspect of being healthy. Not in that like I eat unhealthy, but the next stage that I need to get at is actually tracking my macros and my proteins and things like that. I'm super bad at that. Um, and so mine was like a general conscientiousness of like, I'm going to try to keep my calories up, but I'm going to really focus on having good food because I was trying to slim at least a little down during the summer. Like we're doing all this cardio and stuff anyway. I was like, if I could get a little bit of my body fat percentage down, I'd be super happy about that. I think I did that a little bit. This is why I should keep track of these things and have like say, yeah, a more formal way of doing it. You- <laughs> Tracked a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Diet is everything for abs, apparently. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah. I did not try to lean out mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. In fact, I didn't really track much in general. I basically just ate what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Which was, was great like, for you because you had just gotten it was a good the bodybuilding. Yeah. It was nice to not have to track anything. The only thing that I specifically tried to work on was um, <coughs> doing like a pre-train snack or like a pre-train meal or experimenting like right before a run because we signed up for the earliest wave possible and I knew I wasn't going to be able to eat much. Mm-hmm. So I, and I was nervous for morning runs anyway that we were doing. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to experiment with like, okay, what can I get down and that'll like work for me and like fuel me. So I did that quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And I ended up using like those honey stinger waffles oh, a nice. lot. It was like simple and like easy calorie. It wasn't super filling. For me, it's definitely smoothies. smoothies. That's that's my thing in the morning because yeah. like it sounds like you and I have a bit of the same problem in the, the having not being super interested in having food for at least the first two hours of the morning. It's kind of hard to eat. Yeah, well, for me, it's like the first hour. First hour. Yeah. But I also get up at like 5 a.m. And that is absurdly early mm-hmm. to eat or drink anything. I've gotten into the habit of drinking coffee at that hour. Unfortunately, I got a caffeine addiction while I was doing bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. Kind of kidding. No, she's, she's not. I don't... <laughs> she, I she's have... drinking coffee right now, just so we're all on the same page here. She, I usually only have one. Right, but like you used to be the gal that like if you got coffee, like we could watch you be the electro bunny and just like <laughs> and very excited throughout the rest of the whole of the day. And now it's just like it's it's most more a little more of like a pump up. You're just like a little bit more excited. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I used to turn into like a chatterbox if I consumed any coffee, and it would be mm-hmm. like that for the whole rest of the day. Mm-hmm. That I consumed coffee. Like I could have co- I could have drank a coffee at like eight in the morning, and mm-hmm. I would still be feeling the effects of it at mm-hmm. like five p.m. Mm-hmm. So, take care of your health and your diet, people. All right, tough mutter. <clears throat> okay, so morning of morning of um. We got there at like seven thirty in the morning. Can we do day before? Actually, day before. Day sure. before. How how'd you prep? How did I prep? Day before. So much food. <laughs> same girl, same. So much. Like food. four to five thousand. So calories. because I knew I was probably not going to be able to eat the next morning, mm-hmm. I was like, I need to eat at least a minimum of like I think twenty five hundred to three thousand calories, mm-hmm. and I was trying to get maybe like. 300-ish grams of carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. I was trying to focus on the carbs because mm-hmm. I was like, I want a carb load and try to make sure I have fuel for tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, which you should be doing if you have a longer event that's going to last more than an hour anyway, mm-hmm. um, which ours lasted about two and a half yeah. by the time we finished. Um, yeah, so for me, it was like a lot of, uh, like a lot of, Bagels, I think, I don't even remember what I had the morning of. I remember mm. morning I had a ton of carbohydrates. Like, mm. if I could have put, like, extra carbs into anything I did. Mm-hmm. About chips? I don't mm. usually do that. <laughs> it's girl buying chips. That's, like, <clears throat> cocaine. All right. Personally, um, it's very easy for me to remember what I did because I didn't have enough time because I did not know I was going to be in school. Uh, oh, yeah, that wow. was another thing. You started nursing school, like, a week before? I started nurse, uh, the week, <clears throat> the weekend that we did the Tough Mudder was my first weekend of school. Okay. And we initi- and when we initially signed up for the Tough Mudder, I was not expecting to be in school. I got, I got in super late by the skin of my teeth, um, which is great, super good news. Made this a more complicated event, so since I was super busy... I know exactly what I ate in order to prep for uh, the Tough Mudder. Went to Costco and I bought two chicken bakes and two pizzas. Oh my gosh. Or two slices of pizzas, what I should say. I was going to say, and you ate all of that? Holy crap. <laughs> I mean. That would be more than 4,000 calories. That would be like 10,000 calories if it was No two wonder pizzas. you had so much energy the next day. Just like. <laughs> so many carbs and calories in mm-hmm. your system. Uh, so, the, like, the, uh, the chicken bakes are about 800 calories each. And then the. And then the uh, slices of pizza, the pepperoni ones is what I got. And those are about 700 a piece. So 16 um, and then 1,400. Mm-hmm. So that's, it, like, that's like two, no, that's like 3,000. Exactly. Yeah. And then so late morning to uh, late afternoon, like that's what I ate. And then I had like pasta right before bed. So I super carb loaded Were you full? Uh, the day before. Was I full? Oh, yes, I was full. Are you kidding, <laughs> Were girl? Were you stuffed? I was so stuffed. Ooh. I, like a stuffed crust pizza. Yeah, I, I, did, I did struggle to eat toward the end of the day, mm-hmm. which is, again, kind of why I tried to start as early as I could. Because mm-hmm. consuming a lot of food in the beginning of the day, and that way as you're going throughout the day, mm-hmm. you're not stuffing yourself right up until bedtime. Mm-hmm. Because that's not really fun either. <laughs> Have I mentioned that you were the more disciplined between the two of us? No. I should. And I should but, more often. Um... <laughs> okay. Um... 
She's like, okay, Joe, you study for like five hours at a time. But anyway. So. <laughs> so. The Tough mutter. So. We ate a lot of food the night before. Also, we, so we stayed at separate places. I stayed with family with my dad and my Mm -hmm. husband. Oh, that was another thing. Mm -hmm. And you stayed with the other two. Yeah. And with the other two people of our crew. Because Joe and I ran it together, but there were actually four of us that Mm -hmm. were all running together at the same time. Mm -hmm. Uh, With Sky Sky and Heather. Sky and Heather. Yeah. So, yeah. So we all met. At 7 a.m. the next morning, this was a super good idea because I don't know if you noticed how far people had to walk who got there later during the day. No. It was like a half mile walk Oof. for some people that got there at like 11 for the later um, the later waves. Mm. So they had waves of people starting from about 8, 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. till 11.30, I believe. Mm-hmm. So they're just like releasing like 15 minute waves of people throughout that whole time. Mm-hmm. So you get there, you check in. They have this Tough Mudder village where basically like all the athletes, all the spectators are. They have tons of vendors and they have a lot of free stuff. Yeah, surprising amount of free stuff. Yeah, like they they had a Kodiak stand and they were just like offering like free flapjacks and before you like, even get in the door there's people with like their own separate boom box like entirely separate from the boom box several boom boxes that were in the village uh there's this stand of like people who just passing out energy drinks for free just the moment mm-hmm. they see you is like hey you want some rain which was really funny because like walking in it was like 50 like 55 degrees when we first got there mm-hmm. and there was yeah, there were, like, people right before you go and check in, they're like, oh, do you want, like, an ice cold drink? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I am freezing right now. I'm like, I'll come back afterwards. Um, but, yeah, they had, yeah, they had a lot available. And it wasn't just for the participants. Like, the spectators mm-hmm. could, could get, the get free things. Stuff yeah, too. yeah, they could get things, too. Mm-hmm. They had, they did have... Um, like a tent where you could buy like clothes or equipment and mm-hmm. things, which was super expensive. Yeah, like, it was like a hundred dollars for leggings. Yeah, not not worth it. <laughs> it was a lot um, of money. But finishing the event and getting their free T-shirt and like a you got a headband, a headband and a buff neck buff, yeah. a neck gaiter. Yeah, yeah, I really liked those. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you got free things for participating. There were other free things available to pretty much anybody. We mm-hmm. got a free beer for finishing as well. Mm-hmm. I had mine, and then I tried to get her to have hers. She took, like, a drink. I don't think she I did. She didn't even take I a didn't even drink. taste it. <laughs> was super disappointed. All I wanted was one person to shotgun a beer with me, and all no of my friends were like, No, I want to drink it. I was like, guys, I thought we were coming here to do the extreme. Like, okay. You finish a, f- a 15K, and then you shotgun a beer. Like, if anyone was so should have done that with you, it should have been Sky. Cause like it should have been you. You were my training buddy. I don't drink alcohol. I have never had a full beer before, and I don't like beer There's anyway. A first time for everything, Sierra. <laughs> I was not keen on having a shotgunning a beer with Joe, so I was like, huh, I'm good. So you drink a beer all alone by yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. So we started our wave at 8.15. Mm-hmm. After we got some free pancakes. 
ever you did. I, I, did, I waited until afterwards. I mm-hmm. was so nervous. I didn't eat. I was very nervous before mm-hmm. we started. I was just like trying mm-hmm. not to have a meltdown. Yeah, and, and everyone was pretty like low energy because it was super early in the morning, except for me. You were really hyped up and excited. I was so pumped. <laughs> So incredibly. So pumped. the the nice thing was though, because they they get ready to release you in your wave, and there's like a guy that kind of like gives you uh, like a pep talk, gives you the spiel, gives you some safety tips. Like if you couldn't swim a minute ago, do not go in and swim in the obstacles because apparently adrenaline can make you feel like Superman and yeah. that you can do literally anything. So it's a hell of a drug. Yeah. So they they made you very aware, like. If you couldn't do this before, you still can't do it. So don't. <laughs> yeah, warned us about the electric obstacles. Like, mm-hmm. if you have a pacemaker, if you have don't seizures, go don't go in there. Yeah. Um, but if you're just kind of nervous and you're a little scared to do it. Do it anyway. Welcome to the Tough Yeah, yeah. They were, yeah. It was great. So a good, like, pep talk. And then, um, yeah, and then they let us go. And... Probably like mile one through three had a decent amount of obstacles in it. Mm-hmm. Had probably the muddiest obstacle in it as well. It had yeah. a, it had a mud. Uh, oh man, I can't talking talk. about the mud mile. <laughs> they had an obstacle called Mud Mile, mm-hmm. which was basically these like trenches that you had to jump into and then climb out of, and they were filled with water mm-hmm. in the bottom. Yeah, they were about I want to say maybe six and a half feet tall. Yeah. So you're going into the hole and yeah. then so it was definitely, climb out of it. Definitely taller than even like the tallest people competing. Yeah. So for the most part, you needed other people that were getting in and like getting up on top of the dirt mounds mm-hmm. to help pull you out, mm-hmm. which is where having a group of four of was us helpful. was really helpful because mm-hmm. some of the some of the obstacles were really um, height challenging. For me, at least. Yeah. I was the shortest person of our group. Mm-hmm. 5'4". Everyone else was like, you're six At, at least 5'9". I think Heather would be the next shortest person. And, and she's, she's, she's close to six foot tall. Yeah. See? Okay. So, that yeah, that was one thing to keep in mind is like, if you do this, like, try to find tall people to go with you because otherwise, <laughs> otherwise you're going to be struggling. Yeah. So, that one was probably the muddiest obstacle I'm kind of wondering if they, like the Tough Mudder, relied on Seattle weather to help them with the mud factor because some of the obstacles that were supposed to have mud did not have, didn't mud. have mud. Probably the biggest disappointment that we had was that we did not get dirty enough. Yeah, we got like dirty for the first like quarter or third, mm. yeah, of the run, and then after that it was like we just got wet because there were pits of water, mm-hmm. pits of ice water i swear they probably dumped ice into at least two of those pits yes yeah mile one through three had some kind of just like had a, a good amount of obstacles yeah miles three through <clears throat> six was mostly running so boring i was so annoyed i'm like where the heck are the obstacles this is way too much running. the obstacle was the running and this was Welcome the challenge. The this was also the challenge for me. So, with all three of you being mm-hmm. much taller than me, your mm-hmm. leg stride Ta-da. is so much longer than mine. So I'm running I am, in place for people who don't know that. Yeah. So I was running like as fast as I could to keep up with the three of you. You were running as fast as you could. Maybe not as fast as I could, but like I was on the verge of sprinting. Like I was 
I was trying to keep up. I was over <laughs> there struggling. trying to like conserve energy and just like exert the willpower. Getting yeah, but as you're close also the kind of, to a walk. Yeah, you're yeah, exactly. You're the kind of person that's like, <laughs> I'm running and you're going like can I can I walk while still like sticking with this when we first short started person? training for that, that's one of the first things I was trying to figure so out. Annoying. <laughs> so annoying. Anyway, <laughs> so so that for me that was really challenging. I was able to keep up with you until we hit mile six, and that's when we had a, a kind of a cluster mm-hmm. of obstacles again. <clears throat> and that's where we had one where we had to fall backwards from an elevated like black tube yeah, into to like ice water. Yes. It was that was like the first beautiful. One. Uh, that, and that <laughs> one was challenging because you have cold water and you're diving at an angle that is not normal yeah. unless you are a scuba diver. Uh, and it, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And Sierra and I actually jumped into that like together at the same time, which was really good. It was yeah, that was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, by that point for me, I was kind of hyperventilating. Yeah, you, you and... got out of the water and started hyperventilating, and I was like, "Yep, I have to stop entirely." Be- because you looked like you were going to try to keep going. I was. And I was like, nope, nope, we are, we are stopping. <laughs> I was. <laughs> well, because, like, for me, I always feel bad if I'm the one kind of, like, holding a group back. Um, I think Heather was kind of thankful, actually, yeah. that I had to pull he- back Heather a little bit. Yeah, Because, um, like, I, so to preface this, we were probably running, like, 10, 11-minute miles, maybe. Mm-hmm. which might not be fast for some, but for me, the mileage that I had been training, I had been training at a really slow pace with my dad, who was supposed to do it with me, where we were doing miles like 13 to 15 minute miles. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like significantly mm-hmm. faster. Are you cutting off like two minutes there, right? Almost more than that. Wow. That's, that's... Like between, yeah, between like, two to four minutes mm-hmm. faster yeah well then like so if you're doing a long distance like that you have to kind of trade some speed if you're gonna have all the energy for it right yeah yeah so anyway although i feel like i was able to kind of recover enough that we mm-hmm. got past that cluster of obstacles and then we kept running after i mm-hmm. feel like we got past the there was like a really tall hill that they took us up, mm-hmm. and from there, I feel like we were able to finish riding. Had a surprisingly gorgeous view at the top of this hill. Which they totally did on purpose. And Absolutely. It was actually kind of nice, because um, you could kind of like look out and just like see everything. You could see the mountains, and mm-hmm. yeah, very beautiful. Specifically, you got an incredible rate, uh, view at the, uh, of the north side of Mount Rainier. So imagine like you're absolutely exhausted, suddenly this uh, fairly steep, uh, dirt hill and you're climbing up through it and you got other people you're hanging out with and strangers that you're getting to know and most people have like gone from a run to a little bit more of a march up this hill and you get to the top of it and you have this sense of relief and reprieve at like this absolutely beautiful mountain of the Pacific Northwest. Anyway. It was really cool. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Um, so at that point we had had a fair amount of obstacles kind of like mixed in from like mile one to six so from six to nine or maybe like seven to nine Mm -hmm. was obstacles back packed yeah with obstacles absolutely awesome and i think like one thing about that too was 
because they had the 5 and the 10K in the same, like, area, they had paths that kind of, like, went off to the side. So you have you had to kind of pay attention to which way you were going because mm-hmm. the 5K and the 10K at some point kind of, like, veered off to another direction because mm-hmm. um, they were shorter. So I think because those ones were shorter, they were trying to put all of the really cool, like, um, fancy obstacles all together so that everyone who was participating in any amount of, like, the run was experiencing they those. got to experience it. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I think, why the last three miles was, like, a lot of obstacles, and they were a lot of the more classic obstacles mm-hmm. that everyone thinks of. So that's where they had the the rope ladder, the really tall rope ladder. That's where they had both electric obstacles, mm-hmm. um, which I backed out of one. Yeah. <laughs> But she did I the other did. one. I was super proud. I did proud. the other one. Um, that's where they had the one, uh, the Funky Monkey, mm-hmm. which is basically like a really fancy, like monkey bar type mm-hmm. obstacle. Which... Well, okay, Let, let's talk about that more. Okay. It's one of the few ones that we didn't, we neither of us got. And uh, if any, if nothing else, we're gonna do the Tough Mudder again so that we can con- uh, do the Funky Monkey and win. Um, but that one is really cool uh, because. It's not, like, it is just monkey bars, but it's way more than that. So imagine, like, you have uh, monkey bars, but they're going upwards. So then ra- rather than having to just swing across, you're actually having to swing across and push Slightly push and up. pull up yeah. so you can get to the next one. And you do that for, what, like, 10 or 20 pegs in terms of monkey bars? Mm, I would almost say more than that. Like, it, it was probably, like, two... Like, if you were on a playground, like, two monkey bars, like, put together. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the top of that, the next thing is, uh, imagine <laughs> the wheels that you have on, like, the door to a sub, uh, inside a submarine or, uh, or a vault. So those turning doors, uh, that, they had those wheels as the next set of obstacles. So you'd grab on and then you'd kind of swing down, swing down, and then you'd, tried to grab on the next one and make you swing over, and then you grab on the next one and make you swing over, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you have already done an incredible amount of, like, upper body work, yeah. and you're fairly Yeah, and this exhausted. was toward the end. Like, this was one of the last obstacles yeah. we did. Uh, like, dealing with that, like, shock and having to hang on anyway, like, real serious challenge. And Sierra and I, like, both, like, touched almost the ground, like, almost got it, and then, like, <laughs> fell back into the water. <laughs> So I was really mad too because what I didn't realize was after the the wheel parts, I had successfully done all of those. I didn't realize there was one last bar that you could grab onto and then swing like onto the other side. Mm-hmm. I thought I had to swing from the wheel itself straight over. And I missed it, and then I was really mad because I was like, if I had seen that last hold, I would have 100% gotten it mm-hmm. and, like, not fallen in. Part that of me was... appreciates the fact that she missed it. Otherwise, it'd be just me. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you hear that? I, that, was, that was just the audience. So that, was just, that was a private conversation. You know what I think is funny? <laughs> the fact that you'd, you couldn't get that one obstacle at the very end where you had to jump and grab that. <laughs> oh, despite the fact that I'm tall. <laughs> yes. You 100% could have gotten that one. You're six foot. Uh, I... You know I'm actually six foot. <laughs> six foot two? I don't know. So if 
Also, if you guys are interested to see some of the obstacles, uh, check out our Facebook pages because we have videos and pictures of mm -hmm. some of the obstacles that we did mm -hmm. or attempted on there mm -hmm. as well. Those are very entertaining. So yeah. Great pictures. Go check those out. <laughs> yeah. It was a good old time. A, a photographer went through a lot of brush and did an incredibly stealthy job to get us those pictures. So I, I recommend, and they're high, very high quality, so I do recommend going and checking them out. That was really cool, too, because they didn't charge you they, for those photos. They didn't charge you. But, well, they used them for promotional material. Like, it's, it's one of their ways of advertising. Which makes sense, but at the same time, it's nice that they just give them to you. Yes. They could have been they like, could charge oh, us. you have to pay like $10 for these photos. And then I'd roll my eyes and pay $10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was, it was nice to have those. And my dad, my dad and my husband, they weren't at every single obstacle that we did, but there were certain points that spectators could kind of like walk to and mm -hmm. wait to see like whoever they were waiting to see or just watch or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I got a lot of content, a lot of videos just from my dad yeah. um, filming while, while they were there, mm -hmm. which was really nice and encouraging too. Yes. They were very good cheerleaders for us, yes. I think. It was kind of fun to uh, get over to them and watch their just smiling and very relaxed faces. <laughs> and just know in my mind that they probably just had a very nice and casual stroll as we're going. To go, yeah, to go. Super <laughs> tough day. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I'd love to go back to free stuff and just talk about like the kind of stuff that you can get. Mm -hmm. One thing that was going on was uh, the Kodiak uh, people who sell pancakes and another brand called I think it's called Beyond Meat and they do plant-based jerky. Oh yeah. Uh, they they were giving away they free gave, stuff they and they like gave a me whole box. I they gave me two boxes. They gave me two boxes. And when I say that, what I, I need you to imagine uh, exactly what was going on here. So at the, and during the morning, we had a guy who was like trying to wave me over while we were kind of jogging in order to warm up, and I was like. And then kept and then uh, kept jogging on while just waving at him, and then uh, a friend explained he was oh yeah no they're giving away free stuff and I was like oh free stuff, and so then I go over to him after we were done with the race, and I was like hey I was that guy that you saw in the morning I was like hey yeah I got you you just wait a second, and they had boxes that they were giving away like the boxes that have like a normal amount that you'd buy at the grocery store, and then behind them they had shipment container boxes that you might see it in like almost more like, like case. Costco. Yeah, almost like, like a cases. case. Yeah. Um, they didn't hand me the regular box that they were handing people. They handed me the large shipment case. They gave me two of those boxes. <laughs> For free. For free. No charge. Yeah. They just gave me the hookup. And so um, I, I got like obviously this awesome experience, but one of the things that I... Uh, got out of this experience, which I didn't have to pay for, was like a year's worth of plant-based jerky, which people might be like, ugh, plant-based jerky, that sounds super lame. And you know what? You, you might have a point there, but like it was free and uh, I don't get too picky when I'm on a hike. Is it good? It's pretty good. Yeah. It grows I, on you. I was going to say, I, I didn't try it because like, mm -hmm. it wasn't interesting to me, but now I, I'm I like have curious. enough for you to try. I would be willing to try it, okay. actually. Yeah. I would say eat one bag and then go to the next day and eat another bag. If you still don't like it, you're then just you not don't going. like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Because it grows on you, like a plant. Huh. See what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Okay. Um, trying to think. Yeah, they oh. had they had other things going on there too. Like they had an MC there the whole day, mm-hmm. just doing random stuff. They had they started like a limbo competition Give at away one point. Cases of energy drinks. Yeah, cases of energy drinks. Yeah. So what they had? I'm trying to remember like what they had. They had like Bob's Red Mill bars mm-hmm. that they were promoting. They had Rain. Mm-hmm. The most interesting thing they had, and you did have to pay for this one, but you could get a straight IV injection gonna, of, yeah. like, just a, an obscene amount of vitamin Bs and in, electrolytes. Yeah. 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 It's funny, because I've been seeing that more and more at places like that. And I think they had it at the bodybuilding show, too. It's 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 a gimmick. If you really want to, like, just get yourself injected in order to understand the novelty experience, uh, go for it. But just know that, like, you're not getting anything that you're not getting out of an energy drink. <laughs> You're just getting it directly into your bloodstream. Yeah. Yeah. How was after for you? After? Yeah. I was stiff and sore mm-hmm. the day of, like, after I was done. And I was I was actually not as hungry as I thought I would be. Usually after really tough events, I'm, like, just ravenous mm-hmm. and, like, wanting to eat a lot. I allowed mm-hmm. myself to eat more just because I knew that I'd burned probably a lot of ca- calories. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and the next morning, however, I was fine. I was not sore in the least, which I was shocked. <laughs> I was sore and stiff the day of after I got done. Mm-hmm. And then I was fine after mm-hmm. that. Gotcha. All right. You, on the other hand. I, on the other hand, quite literally the opposite experience. So I <laughs> got done with the Tough Mudder. I got into the car with my friends. We went back <clears throat> over the cabin. I got all my stuff loaded over because I wanted to get home as fast as I could. Started driving home, uh, went over, I uh, actually went from White Pass and went ahead and took uh, Mount Rainier National Park over to Chinook Pass and took Chinook Pass all the way home. Uh, Stopped by a trail that I really liked, went on a short hike. You went on a hike? I went on a hike. I I, I did not (laughs) feel it that day. Like, I don't know what happened. Um, Thank you. Uh, And then I got home. And I ate, like, I ate a little bit. And the, one of the big things that I remember is, like, I could... The adrenaline still had not worn off, near as far as I can tell. Because when I was going to bed, I could still feel my pulse in the back of my head. Like... For real? Yeah, like, I, I, like, I didn't feel, like, super pumped up. But, like, I... When I, my head hit the pillow, I was like, I still have, like... I don't know if you'd say some higher blood pressure, but, like, my heart beats a little bit more intense right now still. That could have also just been from you doing obscene amounts of activity the the weekend. Yeah, the weekend. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just like... Yeah. <laughs> um, the next morning, walking was a challenge. <laughs> just just general, like... General life Walking stuff. from one location to another, like, one end of the room to another. I tried going on a very like short walk to get like kind of lactic acid out, and this is I like this is a five minute or less walk. Like I really really understand that with me here, and I was like, "You can do it, you can do it." Oh my it's gosh. Okay. <laughs> Towards the end of this, like the last two minutes, I was like having to push myself through it. It was it was a fairly ridiculous experience the next day. Uh, I'm sorry, that's really funny. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> You don't even need to apologize. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is kind of interesting though to to see how you recover after doing some things. Because mm-hmm. like I've definitely done other things and felt way more trashed 
afterwards. And I would have considered those less intense than what we did. Hmm. So, yeah. I, I felt close or equally uh, uh, as trashed, but like in different areas. When I did uh, Mount Adams in the, uh, just the wrong time of year, there wasn't enough snow and basically we're hiking up sand for a mountain. My calves were sore for a week, but I could still walk. Uh, so yeah, um, if you can do it, I highly recommend the Tough Mudder. It was an amazing experience, and it's worth every penny that you pay. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah and they and are not be... sponsoring this event, or uh, podcast. They're not <laughs> yeah, sponsoring this not podcast. They're not sponsoring. No, not sponsored. <laughs> um, yeah, and I would also encourage, like, to... We, we chose the 15K because we, we wanted to try and shoot for something that was going to be challenging mm -hmm. and hard, and we wanted to actively train for it. If you guys want to do the 5K, it is significantly easier mm -hmm. and very much geared for the experience rather than the challenge. Mm -hmm. So they definitely put a lot of effort into making sure that it's fun for people, that they enjoy it, and it's a good experience. And it is um, a good experience. <clears throat> yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. we had a lot of fun. Um, so the last, the last two things mm -hmm. in wrapping up, this podcast what do you think was your most challenging obstacle as far as like just like the whole thing in general training the day of what was the hardest thing hardest thing there's a couple things that come close so i'm, I'm not going to give you an answer i apologize okay. i'm going to give you a cut i'm going to give you a couple answers uh one would be the fact that i managed to, to to sustain a small injury in my in my right shoulder midway through training and having to navigate simultaneously continuing to train while not injuring myself anymore and actually facilitating healing. Uh, not something I'm used to. Uh, and that was definitely really tough. I had to like rely on a lot of different resources in order to really make that happen. Um, and do things that I didn't have not done before. I had never taped before. Uh, oh, taped your shoulder? Yeah, I've yeah. never taped, yeah, because you taped my shoulder and I got it taped by some other people too. Um, or using like Icy Hot or Tiger or Tiger Bomb, not something I had done before, or even just icing. Uh, if, if you can't tell, I'm a little bad at self-care when it comes to injuries. Um, and then the running, just the running. <laughs> so like I would run with a friend of mine on the weekends in order to get like a longer run, but uh, outside of what Sierra and I were already doing in the gym. And like getting to that six miles, those seven miles uh, was really tough at the end. Like I, I get loud. And so I was like <laughs> yes, getting loud. <laughs> I was he getting- He makes so much noise in the gym, it's embarrassing. I've gotten so much better, and I feel like you should just count your blessings. However, when we were at the Tough Mudder, I was fully expecting people to remember me as like, hey, that loud guy. While at the Tough Mudder? While at the Tough Mudder. You were not the only loud person there. Oh, good, good, good. But, like, my, my experience was, like, training for it and doing a ton of cardio. Like, I would just have to, like, try to shout or sing or like act like I'm super excited in order to drown out the voice of wanting to stop that that would be my experience Interesting. um 
And during the Tough Mudder, probably, I'd say the toughest obstacle for me was probably the electric eel. Really? Uh, because... Mentally or physically? Probably mentally, because what, what happened for me <clears throat> was I was trying my best to like really stay under the wires and be as careful as I could. And then I finally got shocked and it surprised me. So I tried to physically get myself lower <laughs> in the one place that I was getting shocked. And then I just got shocked again. And so now I'm just like screaming. <laughs> and rather than moving, for whatever reason, I just like got like fear struck and just stopped <laughs> moving. So I got shocked like three different times. And then after getting shocked three different times, then I started moving. And then I got shocked several times as I just like bolted just out. Just like yelling area. and screaming the whole way down. <laughs> like... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Definitely one of the reasons why I was like, you know what? She's not going to do that. I don't need to do this. Yeah, then if we ever do this again and the electric eel is there, what I need to make sure is that Sierra goes before me so that I don't scare her out of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That, that was one thing that I've been telling people as far as the obstacles go. To me, they were not physically challenging. They were mentally, mentally challenging. challenging. Because things like if you're, you know... You're, you're going up high on some things. You're, yeah, getting, you know, shocked by wires. For me, my biggest struggle with some of them was, uh, like, being claustrophobic, actually. Yeah. Because, like, there were some that were very claustrophobic. They had one specifically that I, it, it was, I'm glad that you were <laughs> telling me, like, you're almost there. Like, just keep going and just, like, don't worry about it. Because it's, like, um it was, like, probably half of a lap in, mm -hmm. in a pool mm -hmm. length um, with chain link fence placed over the top of it. So mm -hmm. your face could only peek so far out of the water and mm -hmm. you couldn't fully stand up or anything. Like you were on your back mm -hmm. just pulling yourself. Using the uh, chain link fence to crawl out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like if the water got too rough around you, like it had the potential to kind of like you know, go over your face, like, you mm -hmm. only had, I don't know, maybe, like, three inches to kind of, like, push your face out of yeah. the water. It was not a lot. Mm -hmm. And that was really challenging for mm -hmm. me. If it had been longer, it would have been significantly more challenging. It felt long. It felt long It enough. felt yeah. so long. <laughs> I, was, I would get through one section of the fence, and I'm like, there's still more? Like, <laughs> <laughs> crap, how long is this? It doesn't look that long, mm -hmm. but it felt long when you're doing it. But, mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's just, like, stuff like that. It's just, you feel nervous about it or it's like challenging for mm -hmm. you <laughs> bring stuff up that you're like i didn't know that was a problem for yeah me. exactly yeah. yeah for sure um and i think for me like in the training runs because like i have no problem lifting weights i have no problem doing body build body weight training like we were doing in the gym mm. but when it came to doing the actual running for miles mentally before we started and then for the first part of the run it was a lot of mental talk a lot of like self-talk mm -hmm. just trying to almost like battle with inner demons of just like you can do this you have done this like you are a very fit individual mm -hmm. very capable of doing this because a lot of times I think I have a lot of self-doubt and I'm very self-critical. Mm -hmm. um, and that will definitely pop up a lot in things that I'm not familiar with and things that I 
don't do on a regular basis mm -hmm. as well. I think having a large crowd was one of the biggest things that probably helped with that for me in terms of just like, all right, yeah. I have to go through all this running, but like there's <clears> lots <throat> of people around me who are all doing the same thing I was going to say, everyone's me. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So you definitely have like Just run 15K. Help. Everybody's yeah. doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, so lastly, mm -hmm. what is your new goal going forward? Oh, my new goal that I'm very excited about is I need to be training for climbing Mount Rainier uh, this next coming year, 2024 in uh, July is when we'll be doing it, which means that I will be training probably a lot of stair climbers and cardio with weight. And basically the goal is, is to be able to go uphill with 40 pounds on my back and have that not feel like a challenge <laughs> uh, so that I can uh, make the very important calls that we're going to have to make and have the kind of concentration that I'm going to need to have while doing that hike. Um, because it, it will be a technical hike because it's not just Mount Rainier is Rainier is hard. Yeah, Rainier isn't just like this is physically challenging. This is like you have to navigate crevasses mm -hmm. and you have to uh, like stay aware of weather and what time it is and lots of different elements at the same time, along with all of the things that you also have to already be keeping track of while climbing a mountain. Um, so I'm super pumped for that. That's been one of my goals for a long time. Um, and I'm super pumped to train for it. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. I, on the other hand, is going to attempt to do the CrossFit Open for the first time in like three years. Mm -hmm. Well, aren't you also going to uh, <clears throat> ride your bike from, what was it, Seattle to Portland? Yes, that is something I'm not focusing on until like April of next year, though. Mm, so from now until like spring, I'm going to focus on trying to put on uh, as much muscle mass as I can. So yeah, I'm going to yeah. do a bulk for the first time ever and then, yeah, and then try to do the CrossFit Open if mm -hmm. I can. So, yeah, yep, fun stuff. All right. Uh, anyway, before we go, you should all uh, check out Sierra's business, Reform Nutrition. Uh, she's an amazing coach, and she should coach you. Uh, she definitely uh, has some openings right now, and she's just uh, the most super awesome, wholesome person you could ever have train you. And she will get you your goals if you do, if you do what she says. <laughs> Oh, yeah. thanks. Uh, heavy <laughs> emphasis on that last part. You actually have to do what she tells you. Yeah, coaching is only as effective as the effort actually being put into the coaching advice. Mm -hmm. Joe, where can people find you? Literally? Gotcha. Uh, if you go on Facebook and look up <laughs> Joe Gray in Yakima and you find the uh, guy who looks like he's screaming while uh, running through some wires, uh, which is my current Facebook profile, uh, that would be me. Well, thank you for uh, doing this. Last name spelled G-R-A-Y. So Joe Gray, G-R-A-Y. Yeah. Thank right. you for letting me do this. You're welcome. Yeah. It was fun. This was good. All right. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. 
If you would like more information on health and fitness, you can go and follow me on my social media platforms at Reform Nutrition Coaching or visit my website at reformnutritioncoaching.com.